Welcome to the Encounter Podcast, an initiative of St. Anne's Adult Faith Ministry. Our goal is to walk with you and equip you on your lifelong faith journey. Hey folks, I'm Deacon Randy Ori, and welcome back to the podcast series. With this weekend's podcast, we move from the Lenten season into Holy Week and the Sacred Triduum. After five wonderful Sundays of Lent, we move more deeply into the Paschal Mystery of our Lord Jesus. Today is Palm Sunday, the day that inaugurates the week we call Holy. Now, the official liturgical name for the celebration is Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. But like everyone else, I sometimes use a liturgical shorthand to refer to this Sunday as merely Palm Sunday. But it's really important to refer to the day, and more importantly, to think of the day as Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. Here's why. The church, at the outset of this most important week of the year, gives us this telescopic view into Good Friday. And today, even though we meditate on the entry into Jerusalem, where the celebratory shouts of Hosanna prevail, we're also immersed into the moments of Peter's denial of our Lord. And the crowd, which had been favorable to Jesus generally, is now raining down cries of crucify him and release Barabbas instead. The day indeed contains an odd set of tensions and juxtapositions. The liturgical color for today matches Good Friday with the use of red. The shared liturgical color, along with the narration of the Lord's Passion from the Gospels, ties together these two liturgical meditations, meditations focused on the Lord's victorious passion and death for us. Now, the scripture readings for today, as expected, are wonderful. Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion is the only day in which we hear two gospel readings, one from the narthex, or the courtyard, and the other is the Passion Narrative Gospel that follows the second reading. Our first and second readings from Isaiah 50 and Philippians 2 are fixed, which means, just like a few other times during the year, these readings do not change, and they do not rotate with each new liturgical year. Isaiah 50, the first reading, is the stark and compelling meditation on the suffering servant, who we see by faith to be the Lord Jesus himself. And then, an entire lifetime could be spent reflecting on our second reading from Philippians, Take some extra time in the coming days to prayerfully consider this reading. Like Palm Sunday in general, it's a beautiful demonstration of the tension and polarities of the day. Descending and rising, humility and exaltation. The Paschal Mystery itself is virtually presented in its entirety in this reading. The Incarnation the passion and death of our Lord on a cross, only that he is then exalted for our salvation. 
We then move into the next three days of Holy Week, and they are simply called Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, and Holy Wednesday. The Lenten color of purple returns for these three Holy Week days. Now, it's easy to overlook these three days as we anxiously anticipate the Triduum. But the scripture readings for these days are powerful. And all three of the first readings come from the prophet Isaiah. These days serve as an important bridge from the red of Palm Sunday to the white of Holy Thursday. Now, Thursday of Holy Week begins the three most important days for a Catholic. Known as the Sacred Triduum, or Three Sacred Days, it is preceded by quiet during the day on Thursday, as there is no morning or no daily Mass for the day. However, with the Church's evening prayer, known as Vespers, the Lenten season comes to a close. The Lenten season that began on the night of Ash Wednesday comes to a gentle close on the evening of Holy Thursday. The ashes of Lent have now given way to floral arrangements and great joy. Now, this day has the formal name of Thursday of the Lord's Supper, though we often shorthand it to Holy Thursday. But the formal name is suggestive of the focus. We celebrate the institution of the Holy Eucharist and the institution of Holy Priesthood. With Lent ended, colorful flowers return, and the Gloria, which had been suppressed all during Lent, is finally sung, but it will not return again until the Easter Vigil. The scriptures for this night are, you guessed it, fantastic. All four of the readings of Holy Thursday, including the responsorial psalm, they stay fixed year over year. The first reading from Exodus allows us to enter into that original Passover celebration, which becomes a sign, a powerful pointer to the Eucharist of the New Covenant. Because our Gospel reading is not the institution of the Eucharist, the Church gives us the institution narrative in the second reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. There, St. Paul tells us that the Eucharist is part of sacred and holy tradition that he received from the Lord. And St. Paul then hands it on to us. In handing it on to us, he is handing it on to you. Now, we know we have entered deeply into the Paschal mystery of Christ because of these opening words of tonight's gospel. Hear the words, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. The gospel for this night is the beautiful and warm washing of the feet story from John 13. A foot washing, which is celebrated in most Catholic communities today, stands as a joyful but challenging example of how a disciple of the Lord Jesus will live in humble service to others. Now, other features of Holy Thursday stand as a unique witness to the power of this holy night. We process in three sacred oils that will be used throughout the year, oils for the sick and for various other sacramental celebrations. After partaking of the Holy Eucharist that night, the altar is completely stripped, laid bare for Good Friday. 
after the altar is stripped, the Blessed Sacrament, consecrated also for the receiving on Good Friday, is processed to the place of repose for quiet prayer and adoration. The primary tabernacle is left empty, the altar is bare, and Thursday of the Lord's Supper ends in silence. However, in a sense, Holy Thursday should not even be said to be ending, because the sacred triduum, the three sacred days, are really one day, experienced as three days, as the Church often describes it. We turn to Good Friday, the only day of the year there is no consecration at the Holy Altar. We enter the Lord's passion and death for us in a service we call Friday of the Passion of the Lord. The service is marked by austerity and holy simplicity. The altar is bare. Flowers are absent. Candles are only used at the moment Holy Communion is received. And as with Holy Thursday, there are many unique features of this celebration on the holiest Friday of the year. This liturgy begins in an unusual manner. No sign of the cross, no penitential rite. The liturgy immediately opens with the collect, the opening prayer. The liturgy of the word for Good Friday is beyond powerful. Our first reading is from Isaiah. Our second reading is from Hebrews. And the gospel of this day is always, without exception, the passion narrative from St. John. Nearly every line of the Isaiah reading is detectable as applying to the Lord Jesus in his suffering for us. Consider praying this Isaiah reading quietly on Good Friday. Now, the second reading from Hebrews reminds us that Jesus is our high priest who is, hear this, able to sympathize with our weaknesses as he was similarly tested in every way, yet without sin. These two readings, separated by the beautiful Psalm 31, response, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. This moving uh, psalm prepares us for the gospel from St. John. Now, the most visible and unique aspect of Good Friday is the showing of the cross and the adoration of the Holy Cross. Enter intently and prayerfully into this beautiful and moving devotion of this day. Good Friday comes to a simple end, an end, so to speak, with holy reverence and silence. And then the quiet of Good Friday gives way to the morning of Holy Saturday. As the ancient words of a Holy Saturday prayer remind us, quote, something strange is happening. There is a great silence on earth today, a great silence and stillness. The whole earth keeps silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembles and is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh. God has died in the flesh and hell trembles with fear. Holy Saturday is a day of prayerful quiet as we anticipate the evening. 
we anticipate the vigil of Easter. Now, with a desire to keep much of it unexplained, I will refrain from an in-depth uh, explanation of the Easter vigil. But it is impossible, at least impossible for me, to say nothing. The vigil of Easter is simply the holiest night of the entire year. And it begins with the new fire in the courtyard at twilight. This night gives meaning to all of our Lenten preparations. All the prayers offered in faith, all the fasting offered in hope, and all the alms offered in love. They are summed up this night. They intersect in each of us on this holy night. This night, the light of the Paschal candle guides us because the light is Christ himself. The light that opened the eyes and the heart of the man born blind. This light, which is Christ, navigates through the darkness of the opening moments of this holy night. This light, when joined with the gift of hope, will be the light of every baptismal candle in the coming days. It is a night of resplendent beauty. No more silencing of the Alleluia and the Gloria. This night is a night of unbridled joy. Our liturgy of the word explodes with the power of sacred scripture. The church offers us seven, yes, seven Old Testament readings. And our second reading is always from Romans chapter 6, unpacking the power of new life through baptism into Christ. And from the gospel this year of St. Matthew, we hear our first proclamation of the empty tomb. A tomb empty for our healing, our salvation, and our glory. And yes, tonight is the night of initiations, baptisms, and confirmations, and of course, the Holy Eucharist. On this night of nights, the church grows, not only in number, but it grows in hope as she realizes, as we realize, with faithful anticipation, the gift that God is giving us because he loves us. Tonight, Christ the healer, the one who we've longed to meet during the 40 days of Lenten austerity, he has now become for us Christ our living water, Christ our light, Christ the risen one. And all of this cannot be contained in just one night, even a glorious night like the vigil. Praise God indeed for the seven weeks. Praise God indeed for the 50 days of Easter celebration. The Lord who seeks to gather the scattered children of God into one has come. He has come to give himself on the cross for us. He has come to leave the tomb empty. And in doing so, he has brought healing and salvation to each of us, to each of you. I'm Deacon Randy, friends, and let's stay together for this continued journey of our salvation. You have been listening to Encounters Lenten podcast from the Catholic Church of St. Anne. Follow us as Deacon Randy Ori leads you through your Lenten journey each week. 
I'm Stephanie Holden. You can learn more about St. Anne and Encounter at stanne.org encounter. Thanks for listening.